Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ready? Oh, I started it a little too soon. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I texted you about this, but we never actually talked about the fact uh, when I was at a concert last month and someone recognized me for the first time. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been recognized for doing this... uh, thing I feel like it's more likely that you would be because you um leave your house in New York (laughs) I do leave my house well do you first want to tell the story about being recognized at a concert (laughs) have you told our listeners about this I haven't told anyone about it because I'm honestly like it was awkward oh no I like if anyone ever sees me like I'm so happy for you to talk to me but it's like I don't talk very loud we were at a concert and she just like leaned over to me and she said, are you Gilmore girly girl? And I was like, I almost wanted to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what if you said no? And then she found out it was you. I know. But that's the thing is like my, I was with my sister and like two other people. What and concert was it? It was at the Bleachers concert. In oh, Atlanta. yes. And it was so fun. And what was weird is like, I'm sometimes a little bit psychic, which I feel like I shouldn't admit openly. Me too. But I, <laughs> I walked in and I told Mandy and I said, I have never had this happen before, but I think that someone is going to recognize me here from TikTok. No way. Like, as I was telling her this, she goes, wait, like someone's trying to get your attention. And it was like a friend of mine from college. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that was the, like the feeling that was that like, was I was going to see yeah. someone. And then we were like actually in the venue and this girl leans over and I just like don't talk very loud so I don't think she could hear me and like there was music playing because the concert hadn't started yet but it was Mm -hmm. still really loud and um I don't remember anything I said I don't remember anything she said (laughs) I think she said are you Gilmore girly girl and I blacked out okay well if you listen to this podcast please tell us what your interaction with Haley was like because I would personally like to know I will say I don't think that she listens to the pod because she asked if I was Gilmore girly girl oh that's true so she probably knows you from TikTok yeah from TikTok but what do you what do you say to someone who asks who you are and you say yes and that's kind of like that's the thing is I don't think I've ever been asked who I am but I did work with a girl at Mrs. Doubtfire who was a swing dresser who like through a conversation was like yeah actually I recognize you from TikTok when we first started working together because she knew my name very fast and I was like oh wow like she picks up on names really quickly and then later on (laughs) she revealed she she revealed that she knew me from TikTok and I was like Oh, and I love that. I thought that was so sweet. I know. I want to meet like people who listen and who like watch my TikToks, but I was like, it's going to be awkward. I'm just going to tell you now. I'm an awkward person. So just a caveat, if you meet Haley in person, she's going to be really quiet and really awkward. I know. Put your listening ears on. Lean in close. But no, she was like, she couldn't have like been nicer. And like, Of course. Our listeners are very nice. And we know that because of 
the messages that they've left us, oh my which gosh, we cannot yes. wait to share with you today. But before we do, I have a really quick story to tell you. Not five minutes ago, I received a text from my friend who watched Gilmore Girls maybe once, like when she was in high school, college. Right. The normal amount. Now that she knows I have a podcast about it, you know, she's been re-watching. And I asked her, you know, a few months ago, I was like, what team are you on? And she was like, ah. I don't know. What? So she said, how do you not know? Hi, I want you to know that I've been diligently doing my homework, rewatching all of Gilmore Girls to answer the primary question that you asked me on our girl date a million months ago. I'm only on season five. If she fucking says team Dean. But I'm very much reminded that I am team Logan all the way. Oof. With like the hot face. Yes. And I knew oh that you would appreciate God. it. I love I it said, so much. Yes. Logan is dreamy. I'm personally a team Jess girly because he's been ingrained in my heart and soul since I was 12. Yeah. But I respect a team Logan girly we love it we love to hear it oh my favorite messages that I get like dms or like on our discord page or you know on tiktok is like I didn't like Logan but either a you have made me team Logan or b you have made me like Logan yes you don't even have to be team Logan but if I have made you like appreciate my man Logan absolutely I love it I feel the same way um she actually just texted me back and she said I think I was always a Logan fan love the bad boy energy of Jess though always yeah of course (laughs) but I have definitely grown to respect Logan more since meeting you. Haley, I just have to tell you, I love hearing these voicemails. It's one of the highlights of my week. I'm so excited to share these. We've gotten so many. It was hard to choose from. There was a lot of good ones. I will say there were a lot that I didn't understand from the transcript, but then listening to them, I was like, that makes a little more sense. (laughs) The transcriptions are so good. One of them recently said, hi, I just wanted to tell you my hot take, and it's that I think that Emily should have been friends with Batman. (laughs) I lost myself. I was like, Batman? But Bet and Miss patty and for some reason google voice decided batman (laughs) i never listened to it i just thought that they said batman i was like bruce wayne and emily gilmore huh that's exactly what brett said i sent it to brett just now and he goes i'd buy bruce wayne i was like i could see it i could you know you know i could see emily and bruce being pals i just totally accepted that they said being in cahoots yeah absolutely but all of that is to say yeah. Regardless of transcriptions. <laughs> the transcriptions are funny, but yeah. the voicemails are amazing. I and it's I love hearing been really hard to narrow it down to like just a few, but I'm really excited to get into it today. So we have four that we're going to share today. I haven't listened to any of the ones that I think that you've selected. That's why I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Hi, Taryn Huey. I'm Rachel, and I wanted to ask you all a question. So as we know, in Say Goodnight, Gracie, Dean tells Rory that him and Lindsay are engaged to be married. If Dean and Rory hadn't been broken up at the beginning of season three, do you think Dean would have asked Rory to marry him or considered even saying yes? This was a great one because I have never considered this. Have you? No, never. I've never, ever thought about this. What do you think? Are we like assuming that Jess doesn't exist? Ooh, great question. Or that she just didn't leave Dean for Jess. I think we're assuming that Jess is not a part of the equation and that Rory and Dean never broke up. Yeah. So maybe the kiss happened at the end of the season too, but they definitely just didn't break up and they're still together. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. What do you think? Because that would beg the question of why Dean proposed to That's Lindsay. what I was about to ask you. Like, why do you think I they got engaged? I personally think that they got engaged because people have said in the past, you know, it's very ironic that Dean proposed to Lindsay very shortly after the fight with Jess in Keg Max. Oh, you're Right. Because in Say Goodnight, Gracie, that's when he tells Rory, he tells her at Fran's funeral, he pulls her aside Whoa. and he says, Lindsay and I are getting married. So it kind of felt like a solution to a problem because 
if I saw my boyfriend get into a fist fight with his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend, not new, current boyfriend, I would also be like, hey man, what's that about? Wait, so this was a Max and Lorelai? Yeah. They were in the middle of a fight and he was like, well, we'll just get married then. Ooh. And then the daisies didn't actually happen. She was just like, okay. <laughs> Which sounds on brand for Lindsay. No offense to Lindsay. If it was Dean, it would be two yellow daisies <laughs> that he plucked from Just her two. like the weeds in her front yard from her garden yeah. <laughs> he gave her her own yeah. daisies i love that that sounds very on brand yeah. for dean yeah i feel like the reason they got engaged is because he felt i'm not meaning to offend Lindsay no. when i say this but like pro he knew that she was the kind of woman who would be kind of a doting housewife yeah almost. The Donna it sounded Reed like that was that appealing yeah. to him yes exactly so I wonder if that also precipitated mm. that ask. Personally, I don't know if he would have asked Rory because I could only foresee him doing that for two reasons. One, if Jess was still a part of the equation and if he felt like he Ooh. needed to claim her as property <gasps> in a very Max and Lorelai kind of way. Wow, yeah. Where if, you know, we want to equate Max to Dean, Luke to Jess, Lorelai to Rory, yeah. it seems like it could be a scenario like that. Or... If he was really afraid of losing her to college. Oh, interesting. Because he brings up in season three, like, hey, what's going to happen to us when you go away? And she's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. That is an interesting like juxtaposition of Dean versus Jess. Jess is like, I looked it up. You know, he looked up how far away it was. We're going to make this work. And Dean was like, what's going to happen? Mm, that's interesting. Well, this was also when he thought that she was going to go to Harvard. Yeah. I believe this was in application anxiety. So he was under the impression it she was, was going to be in Boston and not at Yale. Because this was after they met Dave, right? Yes. Because yeah, they're walking um, away from the town You're meeting. You're right. Uh. I totally agree with you about the Jess thing. I think that there would have been maybe a proposal had, like, it needed to be, like, pushing Jess away, like, committing, like, full send, getting married. I honestly think that Dean maybe would have, like, because in season four, he stops going to school. I think that he would have stayed committed to school had he been with Rory. I don't think that he would have proposed to her. I don't think that marriage would have been a thing. Really? Yeah. I, I have to agree with you on that front because also I don't think Rory would have said yes. No. Rory would have absolutely said no. If she's declining if she Logan didn't Huntsberger, say, I was, she's <laughs> declining Dean. If you can't say yes to Logan Huntsberger, you're not going to say- When you've been in a relationship for a substantial amount yeah. of time and you're more of an adult than you were when you were about to enter college, yeah. absolutely not. It would have been an interesting thought- in terms of like their sexual relationship because it would have been them like waiting till marriage mm. which I kind of find it funny the idea not funny but like ironic the idea of like you know Laura like got pregnant at 16 and I mean I guess Rory's getting married at 19 so it's not that like far away but that she waited until she got married to mm. have sex that would have been like very inadvertent but totally yeah I just don't see it uh -uh. being a part of their storyline but it would have been an interesting ending to their story yeah. because I think that it would have been the ending that we got with Logan and Rory he would have proposed oh she would have said no I would have liked that ending with Dean I would have liked like a like a cold cut like done. a clean break yeah oh yeah even if it was in season five even if he was like, I married the wrong person. Oh my God. Could I you want imagine to Dean being like, I'm getting divorced, but I do want to marry you. Yes. I could absolutely envision that because he's big small town boy. Exactly. <laughs> to answer their question, I don't think that Dean would have proposed to Rory, but had it happened, I think it would have been a, like a season three thing. Yeah. In defense and of I Jess. And I think if it had happened, I think she would have said no. Yeah. I wonder if that would have been like the reason that like Jess 
finally left town is because like maybe he didn't know what her answer was i mean it would have been <gasps> so fucking dramatic like like soap Ooh. opera that like dean had proposed to rory and jess was like well what am i supposed to fucking do to that and he leaves and goes to california yeah. i don't know i kind of i kind of maybe would have liked the idea of like jess and rory never actually getting together of like it always being like the cat and mouse of like the flirty friendship yeah always a what if yeah I kind of like that because mm. when they got together I feel like most people can agree like most team jazz are like once they got together it was like we didn't see any of it we didn't really know what it was yeah the anticipation of it was much juicier yeah. I agree mm. interesting that's but a good thought all in all oh a beautiful thought a great question yeah love it to pose what was the what was her name Rachel bestie Rachel thank you so much that was great our next one actually has to do with the episode topic from the last two weeks which was plot holes so first of all i just want to say that i adore you guys i adore your podcast i listen to you guys when i'm working out uh which is a great distraction from the pain um (laughs) so uh i mean i'm sure thousands of other people feel this way i like almost wish i knew you guys in real life but you know what i have your podcast and that is more than enough. Very grateful for you guys and your podcast. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to point out that I wondered if you guys have any thoughts on, it's not so much like a storyline thing. It's a timeline thing. I've been watching Gilmore Girls, like you guys, on a loop since I was 14 years old. So definitely have noticed like a lot of little things. But the big thing I always notice are like timeline errors. Um, there are a lot of timeline errors in Gilmore Girls. Now, again, they're small and consequential, but this one is kind of big to me. So season two, episode three, Red Light on the Wedding Night, Dean and Rory are walking through town. And they're talking about how they're going to go on a date, a double date with Max and Lorelai. Dean's like, uh, but it's our anniversary. And Rory's like, no, it's not our anniversary. Our anniversary is on the 24th. And he's like, no, no, that was our old anniversary. Our new anniversary uh, is the 6th when we got back together. And it's just like, wait a second. Your old anniversary was on the 24th? So when Dean is planning their three-month anniversary and he's telling Rory about it, he's like, I figured this whole thing started when I gave you your bracelet on the night of your birthday party. And now we know that the Star Hollow birthday party takes place the day after her birthday. Roy's birthday is October 8th, so that would make it the 9th. So wouldn't their anniversary be the 9th? I'm just really struggling to figure out where the 24th came from. So anyway, it's not a big thing. It's something that we just have to accept but anyway i just wanted to throw that out there see if you guys had had any thoughts on that okay love you guys thanks so much for this voicemail thing it's awesome that was so sweet first of all i love this human being i don't know their yeah, name they didn't leave their name i love them we love you just wanted to let you know we are so happy that, that you're here so- oh and what an amazing plot hole to i bring know up. something i've never I've ever never thought, thought about and you know that star-crossed lovers and other strangers in the whole three-month anniversary oh, we know. episode is my jam and is you know something I've dissected till the cows yeah. come home and I have never thought about that. This person is completely correct. Yeah, their anniversary is on quote unquote the ninth, and he was so adamant about them celebrating their three-month anniversary three months after. Yeah. This whole thing started, except he wanted to do it on Friday night, which was technically the night of her birthday. Where did they pull the 24th from? And also, when you Random. think about it, the 24th and the 6th, not that far apart, considering all of the things that happened between the breakup part two and them getting back together in 
love daisies and troubadours. Well, I didn't see it as like the 24th of September and then like the 6th of October. I th- I thought it was like oh, you're like right. several like at least a month had passed, like maybe the fall, like maybe like September 24th oh, you're and totally then like November. Right. It could have been like 6 yeah. weeks. That's what I thought that was. Oh, wow. Okay. I never thought of it that way. I was like, wow, you guys broke up on the 24th and got back together on the 6th. What a breakup. They were so upset for like- At least commit to it for a little bit. Oh my God. Yeah. That just feels like they were like, we forgot we did that. LOL. It's like we're learning on Patreon is like they're killing off characters left and right and then bringing them back to life. It just feels like- There are a lot of inconsistencies in season one that then translate to season two. Yeah. But you would think that an episode that centered around their anniversary- Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Would have been such a big deal. And the fact that they put the date of Rory's birthday on the invitation, so we all know what it is- that they would have at least been consistent about yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like but this is something like their show bible should have had. There are a lot of things their show bible <laughs> should have had, but here we are. We had two entire episodes dedicated to plot holes, I know. and we still could not we still cover could everything. Do, like, four more. But this was one I had never thought of, and that's why when I heard it, not only was I just enamored by this person, I'm so happy that they're listening. That was the sweetest message. Oh my god, I know it made my heart so full. They brought up such a, yeah. an interesting point. Wow, I would just say it's just. Lazy writing. That's all I can say. I like that we're keeping them straight, though. You know, for second revival, we would yeah. you and I should keep the show Bible for that. Truly, <laughs> and we're and we're available. We're available. WP Netflix, Amy. You know, you can uh, reach us. Call us. Beep us. <laughs> call this hotline. Call our voicemail. <laughs> call this hotline. Please leave a voicemail. <laughs> I would absolutely die. This is uh, Bestie the WB. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, this is Amy Sherman Palladino. First of all, I don't know why you've been tearing my show apart <laughs> and claim to love it, but I have questions and notes. Someone messaged me and they're like, do you actually like this show? I'm like, <laughs> of course I do. Because it was after like my video went viral about uh, Rory Gilmore's... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's my life. Yes. They were like, do you even like this show? I'm like, yeah, Rory's my favorite character. <laughs> This is confusing for you. Listen, we roast the ones we love. Truly. Our next two are a little more interactive, which I kind of love. Okay. Yes. So here is the first one. Hey, Tara and Haley. It's Alana. Um, I have a question for the both of you. First, Haley, um, what Taylor Swift song or album do you think is Rory Gilmore? And what Taylor Swift song or album do you think is Lorelai Gilmore? And then, Tara, I have the same question for you, but just replace Taylor Swift with your favorite artist or band or singer. And, yeah, I'm curious what song or album you guys think Rory and Lorelai are. Love the pod. Talk to you really soon. Bye. A fantastic question. And I know that I'm putting you on the spot. First of all, I just want to say I love that this person knows that (laughs) – like, if, if they asked me to name a Taylor Swift song that coincided with any of these girlies, I would be shake like, it off. shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. I have put a lot of thought into this in the past, so this is not too I much. I knew you had. So I knew this wasn't putting you on the spot too hard. I was like, should I give her the heads up that we're doing this? But I honestly know <laughs> that you have thought about this in the past. It's like I have a note on it or something on my phone. I will say, okay. So I don't really associate, like, one song with a girl. Like, I don't have, like, a Rory song or, like, a Lorelai song. It's more of, like, situational. I agree. I have more circumstantial songs. exactly. Yes. Because, like, I would say, like, when Lorelai's, like, relationships are ending, like, with, like, Chris, when season two uh, finale, when they're standing on the bridge and he's saying he has to leave, or, like, Luke and Lorelai breaking up in the season six finale, or, like, when... 
Chris is just not showing up in season seven. That's the last time featuring Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol from Red. I'll say Red Taylor's version because like the line, this is the last time I'm asking you this, put my name at the top of your list. This is the last time I'm asking you while I'll break your heart in the blink of an eye. That feels like Lorelai to me. Like that feels like Lorelai ending relation or like Mm. people ending them or like mutually ending them. So I don't necessarily Mm. have like a one. It's like always situationally. Of course. And then with Rory, like everyone always says champagne problems for like her and Logan from Evermore. But I guess if Mm -hmm. I was making them like, an album like if Lorelai was like a whole Taylor Swift album I don't know like per album that's a big question that's okay I wasn't able to answer this question with albums yeah. either I would have to say that my favorite artists I mean I have many of course I'm a huge Carol King fan right and subsequently, I'm also a huge Sarah Bareilles yeah. fan. That's kind of oh, my Taylor Swift. I love Sarah Bareilles. I love her. I've seen her live so many times. Did you see her I in saw Waitress? Waitress. Oh, with Gavin Creel? No. So I saw her first ever performance of Waitress on Broadway. And I cannot for the life of me remember. I think she was with Drew Gale. Because when she, when she came back and was with Gavin Creel, that's when I... Oh, so funny. Did you good. see it? Oh, loved it. She's so good. Okay, so I have a quick aside about this. So... The third person I'm going to mention in all of this, who's not a female artist, is Jason Mraz. He's also one of my favorite artists. I've seen him live as well. Love him. Yeah. And his music is incredible. And he and Sarah Bareilles are very close. He did the demo album of Waitress with her. Love it. Broadway. So I went and saw Jesse Mueller and Waitress in the fall of 2016 for my birthday. I saw Sarah Bareilles' first performance. She was incredible. I was very excited because I really wanted to see him play Dr. Pometer. So it was November of 2017. I had taken the night off from Cats. I was going with a bunch of my friends and we went to Bear Burger beforehand and we ate a bunch of Brussels sprouts. And as we were walking to the theater, I was like, oh no, something is terribly wrong. I do not feel (gasps) And we're walking and I'm just breaking into a cold sweat. And I remember standing in line and leaning against a cold car as my best friend Gerardo told me about this man who he had just started dating, who is a doctor and who is now his husband. But at the time, he had just gone on a first date with him and he was so excited. And I was just like, Like, could you call the doctor? I'm sick. (laughs) Uh I was like, could you call him? (laughs) I'm not feeling well. So Jason Mraz was playing opposite Betsy Wolf. She was out that night, so Stephanie Torrens was the understudy, and she was incredible. But I don't really remember most of it, because the entire time, I thought I was going to throw up on the woman in front of me. So I got through Act 1, and I was really excited, because like I said, at the time, I was working at Cats, and one of the guys who was a day worker at Cats was Dr. Pomodoro's dresser. And he said, I will take (gasps) you backstage, and I will introduce you to Jason Mraz. So the entire time, I was like, you cannot leave. Because at the end of this night, you are going to meet Jason Mraz. And then by halfway through intermission, I said, you have to leave. Because if you meet Jason Mraz and you throw up on him, you will never forgive yourself. (laughs) Tara, could you imagine if you threw up on Jason Mraz? There's there's an alternate universe in which you stayed and threw up on Jason Mraz. I just know it. (laughs) So I left. I threw up four times between... Riverside Drive 158th and Riverside Drive 160th, where I was living at the time. So I was very sick. In February of 2018, Cats is closed. This is about five months later. Jason Mraz comes back to play Dr. Pometer with Sarah Bareilles as Jenna. And you bet your bottom dollar, I got a ticket. I texted my friend Ryan and I met Jason Mraz and I told him the Brussels sprout story. And he was the kindest (laughs) man ever. I did not get to meet Sarah that night. I stood in an elevator with her once in the Chelsea building and I held my breath the entire time. No, of course not. I was too nervous. 
And I'm actually very good yeah, around people because yeah. I've been working on Broadway for so long. Like, I'm usually pretty good about, you know, talking to celebrities, but I was just so starstruck. Yeah, there's there are some people, though, that, like, you just get too starstruck in front of them that you just, like, can't. Most people, it's like, you know what, you're you're fine, you're a person. But she's so cool, and I've, you know, I, we have a lot of mutual friends, but I just admire her so much. I mean, imagine if you met Taylor no, Swift. I do it every I night. I mean, imagine <laughs> if Taylor Swift was standing with you in an elevator. I actually won't be imagining that thank you (laughs) thank you and good night like no I've like 1000% rehearsed exactly what I'm gonna say to Taylor Swift but I know that in the moment I'm gonna black out so can I ask you a question Taylor Swift or Matt Zucre wow that's not even a question okay all right you heard I'm sorry like I love him I love that man but Taylor Swift every Every time. time I don't think that there's anyone on the planet that you could say like a thousand golden retriever puppies, still Taylor Swift. Like, always Taylor Swift. I respect that. I'm not at that level with Sarah Bareilles. I love her very, very much. Yeah. I'm a Swifty first person second. Okay. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Fitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always 
new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis, only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So back to uh, my answer to this question, which was curbed by a very long story. To start it off with Carol King, of course, when I hear where you lead, I will always think of a Gilmore Girls. But (laughs) there is a song called Chains by Carol King that perfectly encapsulates the Dean Rory Jess love Mm. triangle. It's Chains, My Baby's Got Me Locked Up in Chains, and they ain't the kind that you can see. These chains of love won't let me be. Believe me when I tell you I think you're fine. I'd like to love you, but darling, I'm imprisoned by these chains. Like that is (laughs) Dean has got those chains on Rory. So just to put the the Carol King of it all out there. That is something. But when it comes to Sarah Bareilles, she has so many beautiful songs that speak to love and heartbreak and alike, which I think is very yeah. similar to that of Taylor Swift. Um, there's a song called You Matter to Me, speaking oh, of Waitress. Stop. That one never fails to make me cry. It's so good because it's about two characters who love each other and know that they probably aren't going to end up together. Yeah. And they're just saying, like, even though we aren't going to end up together, you matter to me. I like the demo version of that. More than the with Jason yeah. Mraz and Sarah Brooks. Yeah. so good. What's it called? That album. Uh, I think it's um, "What's Inside." Yeah, that is a song that I would put to Logan and Roy. Mm. You know, you matter yeah. to me, simple and plain, and not much to ask from somebody. See, I the other way, my Rory and Logan song, which people will probably fight me on, is um, "I See From Logan to Rory Is All Too Well." You call me up again just to break me like a promise, so casually cool in the name mm. of being honest. Like I feel like that's the entire revival from Logan's perspective, is she just Ooh, time and time again true. calling on him just to leave him and let him go and not yeah. be there for him in any capacity. And then have his baby. Wow. <laughs> and then have his baby. <laughs> to that end, another Sarah Brella song that I affiliate with um, Logan and Rory is Between the Lines, especially because of the writing aspect, but I could also equate it to... Jess and Rory because of the the writing in the margins like you and me always between the lines yeah there's something so beautiful about that though to Sarah Bareilles I kind of like feel like Manhattan fits for someone and I'm trying to figure out who that would be I guess it would fit for Jess at the end of season two yeah you can have Manhattan I hope it's for the best you know yeah or kind of when he leaves is like you can have Manhattan I'll settle for the beach you know, like that, mm. or like Logan leaving for London. I mean, I guess they actually broke up, but like, I kind of feel like that's yeah. that season three. I also kind of feel like it's Chris and Lorelai a little bit of like Manhattan is like Rory. Ooh, symbolic. Yeah. Not Manhattan, New York, but just, yeah, the symbolism of it all. You're right. Just and a lot one. of waitress could be equated to Lorelai on oh, that yeah, topic. Definitely. You know, her having a baby in an unprepared way. It's different because the character of Jenna has an abusive husband. Yeah. But Lorelai has kind of an absent partner in a sense. What's the song when she has the baby? Everything changes. 
that was the next one I was going to bring up. That feels like Rory and Lorelai's song. I didn't know, but now I've seen sometimes what is is meant to be. You've changed me. Yeah. My blurry lines, my messy life come into focus and in time maybe I can Stop, feel I'm and I can cry. breathe. Oh, I know. It's so beautiful. Their relationship is everything changes. Yeah, for because sure. Because her entire life shifted when she had Rory for the better. Okay, coming back around to the two of them, I have decided I think that Rory is folklore and Lorelai is Evermore. Ooh, okay. Interesting. To be totally transparent with you, folklore, I love yeah, that album same. so much. That got me through the pandemic. Fave Taylor Swift. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a folk- folklore Taylor shirt right now. I'm wearing the Invisible String shirt. Oh, yeah. well, that's very on brand. I think I listened through Evermore once and oh, I don't think I ever returned. Really good. I have to go back. Yeah. I have to go back and revisit. I'll guide you back through it. <laughs> I'll send you one. The ones you should listen to, which is all of them. Back to Sarah B. A song that I actually think would be really good for like the Lorelai Jess relationship <gasps> is Machine Gun. Maybe nobody loved you when you were young. Baby boy, when you cried, nobody ever come. Would you just put down the machine gun? I think Ooh. that that is something that like a relationship that people don't really think about very often. Because of course, we're always, you know, thinking about romantic relationships, yeah. especially with songs that are about heartbreak or love. And uh, when I was listening to that song today, I was like, ooh, that could be like a Lorelai Jess. That could be a Luke and Jess. Ooh, okay. So if we're talking about Jess, I think the one off Folklore, that's Jess. You know the greatest loves of all time are over now. I love that song. Oh, I love that album so much. I feel like that's true of Jess of like, you know, the greatest films of all time were never made. Like Jess is kind of like unfulfilled potential in some ways. Yeah. But like that's him. I th- I've thought oh. about this a lot, actually. Or also, um, <laughs> off of Evermore, I have a lot of songs, surprisingly, for not being Team Jess that I apply to Jess, is um, yeah. Right Where You Left Me, because it's like, I feel like that's kind of like he just shows up and it's kind of like he's been gone, but he's exactly where you left him. Like, he's kind of still yeah. in love with Rory Gilmore. It says, help, I'm still at the restaurant, still sitting in a corner I haunt. I kind of just feel like Jess is always to Rory, like, that same guy that he was when he was, like, haunting luke's counter and that kind of applies to him totally i have so many more songs that are just like single for jess than i think any other we're gonna have to get into that i think in a whole different (laughs) episode because i think that we could go through so many i could go through every single song and apply it to each character because like treacherous from red totally lane and dave Mm, i didn't even think about lane and dave i was really only thinking about lorelei and rory of course because that was Oh, you know, sure. kind of the question yeah. that was posed, but we could go through so many characters and apply them. I'll leave you with these these few. Okay. Uncharted is a song that I could apply to Rory. I could apply to Jess. I could even apply to Lorelai, like towards the beginning, but I love the everything changes of it yeah. all. I feel like Rory, I guess, could be nothing new because off of Red from the Vault of how can mm. a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? Wow. That is so applicable yeah. to her good dang one that i know that you'll love for mitchum and rory king of anything yeah keep drinking coffee stir me down across the table who died and made you king of anything literally who died truly (laughs) i love that one literally who died that got me um but the reason i brought up jason mraz is because if i had to put a song to lorelei and luke there's a song called a beautiful mess that he sings and one of the lines is, um, you know, we tore our dresses and we stained our shirts and it's so nice today. The wait was so worth it. Mm. And I feel like that's yeah. them, you know, whether it's applicable so to like long. when they got together, when they got married, like regardless, oh, the yeah. wait was so worth it. And Jason slows it down when he says that line. And I think it's so special. Yeah. 
I like immediately thought of like 12 more, but I'm like, you know what? I have to save this. We're going to have a whole episode about this now. I have a couple more written down and you know what? If we keep yeah. going, this episode is going to be 12 years long. Anyway, <laughs> this is a fantastic question. I'm so glad you asked because we could go on about this for days. I'm going to move on to our last Great. one, which again is a little interactive, Love. but I'm really excited about this one for you and me. Okay. Hi, I'm Mary, and my thesis that I would propose for consideration is that season six is just season two recycled. Um, Both of them kind of have a part one and a part two with an overriding plot. Obviously, the part one in season season two is much shorter, um, and most of the similarities are in part two, but in part one, we do have Lorelai getting engaged and Emily finding out incidentally. And then part two begins when Luke has a child delivered upon him. (laughs) And then in the next episode, Christopher turns up with more money and an upgraded situation. Um, One of the Lorelai's best friends gets engaged and married. The engagement is a resolution of a fight. Lorelai goes to the wedding with Christopher. Um, Rory kisses Jess while she's dating someone else. And this one I find really interesting. In the fourth to last episode of the season, there's an injury plot, and those are the only two incidents I can think of where um, an injury is a plot line in the whole series. Um, And then, obviously, the big one, the doozy, Lorelai sleeps with Christopher in the finale when one of them is not quite entirely free and clear. So I am one of those fans who thinks that season six is the actual worst season, um, which I know might be controversial on this podcast. But thanks, guys, for always having Gilmore to say. Thanks. Bye. Mary has no taste. Mary, you not being a fan of season six on this podcast is only controversial for one of us. It's a no sparkling We ranked it high in terms of writing. We did. That's the thing. It's not a comfort season. I love it. No sparkly heart. I know Mary. you do. I love you. And I'm so happy you called in, but no sparkly heart. <laughs> that's your opinion and you're wrong. <laughs> I understand, Mary. I totally get you. And that's okay. Here's the thing. I always compare seasons two and five. I never think to compare seasons two and six. And she called in and I was like, oh my God. The injury got me. You know my favorite plot line is that Rory breaks her arm and that Logan ends up in the hospital. Like, <laughs> I know it is. In response to this voicemail that our bestie mary left us i decided to make like a pro con list would you rather between season two and season six all right which is interesting because like they're both very high for us yes and i know for you so season two versus season six lorelei's engagement to max or lorelei's engagement to luke Luke. no No brainer brainer. but emily finding out incidentally about lorelei's engagement to max from suki or Emily finding out incidentally at Rory's birthday party about Lorelai's engagement to Luke. What, what do you think? What's yours? I think that the aftermath of how she finds out about Max is more interesting. Tara, that's exactly what I was about to say. Really? Oh my God. I yeah, literally, because it's, no. it's like she walks in the door, she talks to Richard and she's like, when Rory gets married, I want her to tell us. It affects her in such a different way, but I don't know that we necessarily catch a glimpse of the way that it impacts her when she finds out about Luke Mm. and Lorelai. A, she's probably not surprised, but B, there's such a rift between the two of them. Whereas in season two, there's not really a rift there. So she's more surprised. She's like, why didn't she tell me? Yeah, no. So I feel exactly the same. A pro is... um, You prefer. Yeah, is... Season two. Season six. And then I think the result 
of it would be season two because I actually don't think that Suki calling Emily Suki would have more forethought with the fact that her mother is like such a sensitive topic like does your mom know you're engaged she doesn't have to tell her Mm. she's planning her party it's just she could ask her as a friend so like that to me was always like questionable Ooh, interesting never thought about that so I I yeah I would say season six okay so Lorelai's bachelorette party in season two or Lane's bachelorette party in season six two season two yeah, Lorelai's bachelorette yeah. at a drag club. Yeah. Absolutely. Drinking, uh, what is it that Emily's drinking? Sidecars? Sidecars and Long Island iced teas, which are dangerous. I had one last week. Brett had to carry me up the stairs. <laughs> looked like Bambi walking for the first time. Okay, Suki's wedding in season two or Lane's wedding in season six? That's hard because we see Lane's wedding like in full. Yeah, but we sort of see like the cocktail hour of... Suki's and we get a little more of like the drama well actually that's not necessarily true I was gonna say we get more of the drama both of them Christopher's in attendance (laughs) which I didn't even think about until Mary brought it up I was like oh that's right Christopher was the wedding date I say season six Ooh, okay you think it's like spicier I just like I like Slane's wedding I like the Mrs. Kim Lane storyline of it like I like what's going on. Yeah, I do like the Mrs. Kim Lane storyline, but I prefer Suki's wedding. I prefer the season two conflict, the finale of season two, Jess and Rory kissing in season two. Fuck. Like the conflict that surrounds it is less predictable than the conflict that surrounded Lane's wedding for me in season six. Because we already know that Lorelai is almost. If we're talking about the conflict, yeah. I think two. Two in terms of conflict. Like that bridge scene between Lorelai and Chris. But if we're talking about the actual wedding, I think Lane. Is it yummy bartenders? Is that what does it for you? (laughs) I want Kirk's yummy bartenders at my wedding so bad. I know you do. So on that note, Rory kissing Jess while in a relationship with Dean or Rory kissing Jess while in a relationship with Logan? Okay, I know you love that kiss. So I know that's your answer. My favorite kiss. But I adore the scene in Philadelphia when like that whole thing happens and like when Jess says you and me it's what it is when he says that Mm -hmm. to her and like it's kind of like a little bit gross that he's like you can tell him that we did more if you want to but like oh I know I hated that she literally just showed up there to like use Jess to figure out her feelings once again but like I just love that whole scene. I'm doing like a series of where I put Taylor Swift songs to scenes on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the ones that's coming up that I just recently did one to. And I like watched that scene like a hundred times the other day because I just, oh, I love that scene so much. Yeah, I of course have to go with season two. Also because we know that Rory did it with purpose. I don't know. They're they're two very different situations. I don't know that she went there with the intention of kissing Jess there. I think it just No, she didn't. But I mean, she kissed him with more of an intention of like I have feelings for you like this has been building and building and building for an entire season whereas she kissed Jess I think just to maybe well Jess kissed her it was kind of a mutual I would say to see what's happening it was but like Jess I think initiated it more yeah definitely and I feel like there was less emotion behind it for him maybe not so much for sure but it's so interesting that Obviously, there was a lot of buildup to the kiss, yeah. but that that bookends their relationship. Mm. Her kissing him while in a relationship with Dean and then with Logan. Ooh, yeah. Poor Jess. <laughs> oh, I know. Breaks my yeah. heart. Okay. Christopher coming back as a changed man, quote unquote, in season two 
or Christopher coming back as a changed man, quote unquote, in season six with all this money. Two. Money, 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 money. Two. Okay. Six doesn't Why? make, I mean, not that it doesn't make sense. It's just like they have had to overcome so fucking much to, to get also, there. also in season six, they like don't address the fact that there was so much so conflict in much. season five. Yeah. Literally ruined the relationship between Luke and Lorelai for a hot second there. And they just don't talk they about it. They let big bygones be bygone. All is forgiven. To be fair, I, I love when Chris meets Logan and Lorelai's like, he's taken Chris because <laughs> he loves him so much. <laughs> but like, yeah, I would say I like when Chris shows up in season two because it seems more, um, yeah, I like that conflict better because it seems like he's mm. showing up like a changed man. But like, boy, has that man not changed at all. Truly. Okay, this is a silly one. Lorelai renovating her house because she has termites and Kirk is the one in charge. Or Lorelai renovating her house because she's expanding it and TJ is kind of the one in charge. First of all, how did you let Kirk be in charge of the termite? Like, how can he not be trusted to, like, find a place for himself to stay, but he can, like, assess the termite situation in your home? Um, (laughs) I would say TJ. I love... Me too. I love that storyline. And I love Tom. Anytime Tom's on the screen, put me right in front of it. Give me a bowl of popcorn. I love him so much he will make me belly laugh i love when the work like comes home and there's like the hole and she just yes. like drags luke out and she's like hole and yes. then that man is just standing on her roof and she's like hello yes i mean to be <laughs> fair in secrets and loans that was one episode yeah that's fair the renovation is kind of a one-off whereas in season six it's a whole storyline yeah. so we get a little bit more comedy from it i just love tj though oh my god tj seemingly thinking that he's in charge of this entire renovation is yeah it. it's gorgeous okay rory's coming out party in season two or rory joining the dar in coming season out six. party please I don't love that episode. I, I guess I would say I do mm. like the conflict of her joining the DAR because that's like, it's like such like a, such a short scene, but it's mm-hmm. uh, the scene immediately before it. It's like it fades from her being at Yale, her like standing, like where all of the kids are like there for like their freshman orientation. And it's like this flashback yes. to where she was. And like even yeah. the dialogue that they're saying in that scene is the same as the one as it isn't even for. So like fading into like who she is like, I guess, faded into rather like faded out of her old self like the scene literally does I like that conflict but like Mm. I guess like if we're thinking of the event as a whole definitely the dead ball definitely okay Luke taking on the role of a parent with Jess in season two or Luke taking on the role of a parent with April in season six I love how Mary says a child was delivered like unto him (laughs) um that was great Mary I loved that thank you so much oh that was brilliantly Um, delivered Jess Hands down. Is that even a question? I completely agree. And it's not even because, like, April kind of annoys me. Like, I do a lot. (laughs) For you, it's a lot of that. Like, Anna Nardini. No, it's just. Anna Nardini of it all is kind of what gets me. It's honestly, I think a lot of people are like, I like the April storyline because we got to see Luke, you know, step into the shoes of being a dad Mm. to a girl. Here's the thing is that with Jess, we really watched. Because the writers were compensating for the fact that they hadn't built this from the very beginning of season one, we were also watching the role that Luke plays in Rory's life, not just in Jess's yeah. life. So, like, we watch him be nurturing to a girl, Rory, and we're also seeing such a change in him. Yeah. As a parental figure with Jess. And I, yeah, I will say, like, if you just, like, look at them, like, as objective storylines, regardless of, like, how you really feel about the April Aunt, April Anna situation, it brings out so much more in Luke. Like, the conflict, I agree. The, like, the resolution, like, the good parts of it that it shows in Luke, like, his strengths, his weaknesses, you just see so much more that this character goes through having him have I agree. Jess there. 
Totally. Hands and that's down. why when people say, well, I liked seeing Luke, you know, try to be a dad. It's like, well, we kind of already yeah. saw this. And yeah, it's a little bit different because it's a 12-year-old and girl like, and science. not a 17-year-old, <laughs> you know, rambunctious boy. But we did already kind of see yeah. this. All right. I feel like I know what you're about to say. It's going to be really hard. Rory breaking her arm <laughs> in season two or Logan breaking every bone in his body in season six. Oh. God, I love these moments. <laughs> You saying, I love when Rory breaks her arm, is on a <laughs> loop in my mind 24-7. You said it so, just with such glee. I love when Rory breaks her arm. Like, as we're like, you know, if we're like putting merch ideas out there, that's the t-shirt I want. Gorgeous. <laughs> Done. This is hard. You answer. Tell me. I'd have to say Logan, because with Logan, at least, it's a plot device to bring Rory and Logan back together. Yeah. With Rory, it was a plot, like her breaking her arm doesn't necessarily have anything to do with, I take it back, her breaking her arm, I don't think plays as much of a role as Jess annihilating her car. Oh, yeah. Totaling her car. Like, yes, of course, people are concerned, like, oh, Rory, look at your arm, it's broken, you're broken. <laughs> people were like, he he crashed her car, he crashed it, it was such a big deal, yeah. whereas Logan being in the hospital... I don't know. Now that I say that, you know what? That also precipitated a fight between Lorelai and Luke. Yeah. Rory being in the hospital really, really ignited that that fight. Yeah. And that was a big deal. That was a big, big yeah. catastrophic event in their friendship. So you know what? I'm going to take a step back. Because mm. see, with the in season six, we get the like, because it's at the end of Lane's wedding that she gets the call that Logan's in yeah. the hospital. Which doesn't make any sense because he was in Costa Rica and they flew him from New York. Why didn't they just like, why, why did he not end up in Miami? Like, why was there not a like a Florida episode of in season six where Lorelai, I mean not Lorelai, I guess Lorelai, Rory has to go to where Logan is because they airlifted yeah. him very far from where he was. <laughs> Aside from that, we get like the Paris moment where Paris calls and like harasses him and like harasses the doctor to get more information for yes. Rory because she's not a family member. We get when Rory stands up to Mitchum because she has Logan's phone and she's mm. like, get your ass down here and see your son. Because mm. <laughs> she said, what is it? She says, none of the sick offense that you surround yourself with like are going to say this to you, which is just like finally like getting that. And then he like walks into the hospital, about to walk into the room and he just looks at her. Oh, they just look at yeah. each other. I oh. love that. You're right. I take back my answer. I actually choose season two. Oh, okay. Because I agree with everything you're saying, but it doesn't just affect Rory in the situation. Yeah. It affects Rory. It affects Lorelai, Jess, Jess. Jess leaving. Chris. Luke. To some degree. Lorelai. Chris comes back and that's what precipitates. Even like when she goes to see the Gilmores and help Wanted in the next episode. Yes. I think it affects more people in season two. So I actually choose season two. I think because Logan is... Logan to me <laughs> that that moment redirects him entirely Very and I true. think that I put more weight in Logan as a character than Jess Lorelai Luke Emily Chris Rory combined <laughs> wow um, <laughs> damn so, yeah I pick Logan okay so you choose season I six. choose season six but like I love when Rory breaks her arm I know you do okay as a whole as a whole as a whole season six but, like, with a little, I just, oh, I love when Rory breaks her arm. That one was really mean, honestly. I'm sorry, I Like, know. if you, like, gave me, like, two things to choose from, from this whole show, I think those are the two hardest things to select from me, was whether I prefer Rory breaking her arm or Logan in the hospital. Tara and Mary conspiring. I know. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out with one that might be a little bit easier. Okay. Lorelai sleeping with Chris in the finale of season two, 
or Lorelai sleeping with Chris in the finale of season six. six. One thousand percent six. Oh, I know you love partings. I love partings because what's so like beautiful about that is like the parallel from like the beginning to the end of that episode of her like laying on Suki's couch to like laying in Chris's bed and just like she left and like the first thing she did was slept with Christopher. It's oh so good. It's almost because it's Peak like drama. It's almost like too happy in season two for me. Like they're like too emotionally connected. Like the the chemistry and like the hope of it all and like you know everything that it's like kind of like supposedly building up to before like things fall off okay so if i had to pose this question to you this is a season three versus season seven question the aftermath of lorelei sleeping with chris in season two and the aftermath of lorelei sleeping with chris in season six season three i love when emily yells at chris to leave oh that is when she and bruce wayne are one have we ever seen batman and emily gilmore in the same room (laughs) We haven't, and now we know why. <laughs> yeah, I just, season seven, like, the way that they handled that was just so, like, uh, like, Luke goes and punches Chris, great. That's, like, whatever. And I wonder if Amy had been there had it been different, because clearly she yeah. wrote the storyline to end that way in season six, so she had a plan. Yeah, she had a plan, but, but... I don't know which one I would choose, because I do agree with you that the drama in Partings is peak, but obviously the finale of season two is one right. of my favorites and in my opinion one of the best finales yeah. of Gilmore Girls I just think the, the circumstances of them like actually sleeping together is so just, different yeah the stakes are higher in season six yeah. because she's not technically hurting anybody else but Sherry which for Lorelai those stakes are super low but we don't even actually really know that that's just like what we assume based on totally like, we, we talked about that in cheating based on like outside yeah. information yeah for sure so yeah, I, I don't know that I could rightly choose season six or season two. In season six, she's really honestly only hurting herself because I know that like she's technically hurting Luke, but they ended things for all intents and purposes. I've spoken to this so much on the podcast. A lot of that was on oh, Luke, yeah. if not all of it. Yeah. I'm not saying he forced her into Christopher's bed, but like... He drove her away. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He turned the car on, put her in it. Yes, so that's my that's my would you rather pro con list. Oh, I love that! Today. Wow, right? Very fun. To be fair, though, when I heard that voicemail when we listened to it, I was like, Tara, God, she's gonna make me choose between the arm and Logan being in the hospital, broken arm and Logan. I like truly can't think of two other moments in the series that I would be like so back and forth between. Okay, probably there probably are someone. There probably yeah, are, and we're gonna find. I need them. one of you to tell me which two scenes or like moments or characters or circumstances like literally any two anythings in this series that I would have a harder time picking between Rory breaking her arm and Logan being in the hospital partings where Logan leaves Rory Mm -hmm. in the elevator Mm -hmm. and when he leaves her at the inn that they're in in fall partings okay well that was easy (laughs) I'll keep searching if you come with me I won't get on the plane that's forehead tattoo like oh I can't wait to see you get that as a word yeah. <laughs> anyway thank you so much to our besties for calling in this was so much fun I know I, I loved this segment me too and I love surprising you with I know. different voicemails from our besties it's a lot of fun if you have any hot takes anything like this that you want to share please call us we listen to everyone that comes in yeah. so we will hear you till next time until next time still thinking about taylor swift and gilmore girls i know you are (laughs) bye bye